listening to the Batman Universe Commentaries, brought to you by thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the staff of the Batman Universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the Cape Crusader from his extensive media library. Welcome back to the Batman Universe Commentaries, and again, we are talking about episodes from Batman the Animated Series. My name is Donovan, and today I'm joined by... Stella! Hey! Um, and for this commentary, we shall do a commentary, uh, hooray for redundancy, on a, a similar episode in the Animated Series, Almost Got Him. Now, this episode was picked by Stella. Uh, she picked this to talk about, and uh, before we get into it, do you want to say anything before we actually start watching the episode? Uh, this is my absolute favorite episode. Um, there, I, I don't know if there's like one thing that I could say of why it is so awesome, but there's just something about uh, storytelling from the villain's vantage point. I think that is just really awesome. And to have it from multiple villains, just all of them coming together and really getting close. It's Each of the instances are really the villains almost winning the day and, and beating Batman, but he's able to outwit them. So even through their perspective, I think you see the respect that they have for him. Uh, you know, even though, you know, they're really obviously annoyed that they always lose but he's able to get out of these really crazy and and almost ingenious traps and of course there's you know a shipper that underlies this entire thing and i really well i really liked uh catwoman in the early series before she was redesigned and this was just one of my favorites with that and and then even at the end you know she says almost got him so i i just love this episode it's, it's my absolute favorite Okay, I mean, I like this episode too. I mean, I don't, I don't typically do episodes that I don't like, but um, do you have? I mean, I don't know the answer to this because this episode, this show is almost twenty years old. Do you remember when you first saw this episode, or has this always been around in your mind? Um, I feel like I may have seen it, you know, when it first aired, but I remember when they started rerunning these cartoons, uh, especially on Toonami, you know, and mm-hmm. just like popping up on. Cartoon Network and everything, and I saw this, and I think I was taping them in the afternoon because I, I very vividly remember it being on tape, and I watched it and I loved it, and I'm like, Mom, you need to see this. So, uh, <laughs> when I love a cartoon, I, I normally like pull my mother in. So this was, I guess, way I was still probably in high school or um, younger than that, but yeah, I pulled her in and went and got her to sit down and watch it. So I was just watching it back to back and, and she enjoyed it as well. So I think that's the thing, you know, if I just love it and I want to drag someone else in with me and, and watch it again, cause it's just so amazing. Then, um, that's, that's the ticket for me. You know, I, I actually do that with my dad too. I actually had him watch, uh, under the red hood <laughs> to see what he would say, but Which that's another, great. Yeah. It's another story. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> So obviously we're going to talk more about the episode as uh, it goes on. So for all you all you guys at home, you know the drill. Grab whatever food you like to eat when watching Batman the Animated Series. And um, when I say play, after a count of three, we shall start the episode. So counting down. Three, two, one, play. Well, this being the first commentary of the Animated Series that you're on. 
I believe. You know, that's at least at least for TBU. Um, yeah. You're oh, watching. Oh, well, we did critters. Oh God! Remember with Josh? <laughs> that was a long time ago. So it always feels like. About that. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about this episode when I, um, when I was driving home, and I thought, you know, this episode for me just has such replay value, mm. and I think a lot of the episodes are like that. But there are some episodes, perhaps like Critters, or I was thinking about. Um, uh, the sewer king and and that guy and I thought well you know it's fun to watch it you know once but maybe it'll be a little while until I see it again but I could just replay almost got him you know over and over again because I love it so much I just think it, it it doesn't get old and I love to see the I just love when villains come together you know that's when I loved Sinister Six uh, take a shot there for Spider Man I just Dope. think it's awesome when you when you got it and yes. I mean. Is this the first, did this come before the Hugo Strange episode where they had Penguin, Joker, and Two-Face? Do you remember? I don't recall if that did or not. I was wondering if this is the first time we saw all the villains kind of, you know, hang out. Yeah, because this is in volume two. Do yes. you think that was an earlier, or do you think that was later? Oh, I know that, like, the, the way the episodes aired were not in how they were created. Like, they weren't in the order they created them, but I'm, I just don't know it's a it's a really tour of tour of force followed Batman's major villains except for Scarecrow and Clayface and others. Yeah. And I really like how they how Paul Dini writes uh, these characters, kind of you know hypothesizing how Batman could be you know either he's a ro- robot or he's <laughs> more than one person. Yeah. Now, you and I kind of come from the uh, generation where this, I, I, I'm speaking for you, but I assume this is correct, that like this informed our idea on Batman and his characters. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say about, like, because I don't think we've actually done this in the previous commentaries, like the designs of the characters, like, because later on they redesigned them, but uh, yeah. compare them to the comics, like how Poison Ivy looks, how Two-Face looks. Do you have any um, preferences? Think, or Do I have any preferences? Um... I feel like they, they really stay close. I think maybe the only big difference for me is Croc, because I feel like always in the comics they make him seem really monstrous and, and really more crocodile-like than, than human. Um, and, of course, I like all of these better than the redesign. There are some redesigns that I'm okay with, but I, I just really prefer the, the original looks. <laughs> oh, look at this guy in the background. Yeah, Croc gets all upset. Really nice. Uh Kind of like setting with like the really vague, uh, abstract background, but the silhouettes. I like, like the shots with all their mouths. I like Croc's design here because I like I like the fact he's missing cheeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's kind of cool. And this is one of my favorite takes on Two Face. Just that Richard Mall's voice alone really. Yeah, agreed. I really, really like that a lot. <laughs> I got a joker thinks like, oh, mine's the best, but let's just you know waste time by hearing yours expositionally. Halloween. Oh, that's timely. If we're going to date the podcast, it is. Yeah. <laughs> this also feels like I mean I'm not going to claim that this this is based off of any comic because I don't really I really know it isn't, but um, it does feel like it kind of comes from um. I was going to say, I don't know, like, like the Jeff Lowe comics where they would always use all the villains, like the ha- Haunted Night and uh, mm-hmm. Long Halloween. It kind of has that kind of tone. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like this. I like the fact that she changed up her costume for this particular scheme. Just in the uh, the black dress for some reason. I guess because it's Halloween. Who knows? Do you think she'd be okay blowing up pumpkins, though? That seems like it goes against her love of uh, <laughs> her love of plant life. <laughs> she probably doesn't like the idea that they're all caught on fire, but I think the way she kind of uses uh, vegetation is a bit inconsistent. And I'm not, I'm not saying like you know people should keep track on it, but like you know sometimes she's a vegetarian, but then she doesn't want vegetables to suffer or whatever. So I do not know. That's, I like that line. <laughs> yeah, go figure. I, this, this is my favorite version of Poison Ivy. Uh, if we're going to write her this way, I like how she's really, really like... She, <laughs> she, I don't know. Like In the comics, she seems to be a little bit more out there. I like how she's a bit more humanized here, but she's still really evil. She's, she's immune to the pain and suffering of others. That's a really cruel line. <laughs> You wonder if this is like the beginning of her career or um or or rather the first time that he's seen her cuz she she did explain her power base and you well, think they, he would have been prepared for it. The first episode I think was the first time uh they encountered each other cuz I think except for Joker and Penguin I think they showed him encountering all the other villains uh for the first time. I like her gardening hat. <laughs> <laughs> I like this a lot. I like I like this. This feels really silver age with the gigantic props. Yep. Well, good. Sometimes I've been encountering some issues in the Bronze Age that they forget to take his belt off. So at least he <laughs> forgot this time. Or he remembered this time. Really nasty sounding laugh. Yeah, half the time, they'll like, you know, forget to take off the belt. I think they always do it in the, in the media, but um, in the in the comics, they just, I don't know. They can already see the ending, so they might, they might as well not. I think I know this was done in the comics at least once before, like the whole flipping Batman on a giant coin. I'm not mm -hmm. sure if it's like the one where he, he actually kept the penny, which I like. I thought that was a nice touch, but uh <laughs> We've yet we've had to discuss Two Face on these commentaries. Did you like how they kinda of built him up in the series from uh Harvey Dent to like, you know, eventually becoming Two Face over the course of a few episodes? I do. Um and I, I think it's you really get emotionally uh, invested in the character. I think instead of just throwing him in as Two-Face, it was great to see what he was like as, as a defense attorney and even his relationship with Pamela because they've yes. got, you know, that past and then everything just going forward. And, yeah, that two-parter, that was, I think that's great. Yeah, they referenced that relationship with Pamela when, he, when she first appeared. She said, yep. half of me wants to strangle you, half of me wants to hit you with a truck. yeah. That was a nice line. There's a shot here that looks like these uh, these henchmen buy it, which always horrifies. It's still horrifies. Well, yeah, me this because day. how is that possible that you would survive? <laughs> 
when even Two Face said you'll either die or break every bone in your body. And they so. don't move. And what are they? Are they just like dying their eyes black or are yeah. they little masks? Yeah, it's kind of odd, odd henchmen. They're not twins. They're not just you're just kind of you know these guys with these freakazoid looking masks. Which is yeah, and he had like three of them, didn't he? He didn't have like a two. He didn't have an even yeah. number. It seemed. I remember that's that's a nice. Shot. I like that shot of Batman. I remember that the first episode in part two of Two Face, he had like twin henchmen. They never appeared again. <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> Checking out the cards. Yeah. Whenever I play a game with um. A family that I visit sometimes, my department chair's family, if they can see my cards, like, they'll say, so I can see your cards. So, apparently Joker's not like that. Oh, here we go. This is my favorite line. I threw a rock at him. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I don't know if it's the first time I saw this episode, but I remember, like, way, way back in, like, the like their mid-90s seeing that, and, like, I was laughing for, like, an hour at that line. It's really, really good. <laughs> it was a big... And the thing is, you know, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think... People have not seen this episode before, but that's not actually, not actually Croc, so it's Batman making him look really bad. I think nowadays they've given him more intelligence. I mean, I think Croc gets a bad rap as being like this unintelligent character. Mm-hmm. And I think they play it off like this, except in that one, the circus freaks, because he is able to drag them along and able to um, lie to them pretty well. But I think for the most... I mean, they threw a rock at him. That's a <laughs> terrible... <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I, I'm like Crocs typically shown as like a really, you know, like a dome, a dome yeah. guy, but they they don't show him as smart as uh, Penguin. No. But I think he's getting more respect. Like even in the comics that we just read, you yes. know, Robin was sitting there and saying, "You don't have the brains. Stick with the brawn." But he's sort of able to. It seems like he's making his own in Gotham right now with all the stuff that's going on. So do you think they were purposeful in, in in the order that they did this? Obviously, there's a reason why they leave Joker for last, but do you think that perhaps they start off with, you know, the smallest plan besides Croc and move up? Um, I don't know. Cause, I mean, these all, I'm going to say all, that's a really nice shot. There's really nice uh, shots in the show. All of these plans, uh, except for Crocs, which is which didn't happen. Or yeah. Did, I don't know. They, they, they do seem particularly deadly. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not like, you know, these, because this is an episode that could probably have happened in the 60s show. I like this Doom. Yeah, the, uh, that's another like like nice touch by Paul Dini, where like the characters actually like say, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! You're being way too corny, even for us." Yeah. And that's also a thing that like uh, we also have Penguin and Catwoman, whose uh, Penguin and Selena Kyle's designs were particularly based off of the uh, Batman Returns characters, mm-hmm. which they were forced to do. And I do like I like Penguin's later design. Um, but I, I do like Catwoman's design in this uh, episode more than her future design. I'll have to come back on for Tiger Tiger because I like that one as well. That's a nice one too. I, 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 that's a nice uh, suggestion. And when she gets sick too. That one's a little weird, but that one I don't like as much. <laughs> but, yeah. But hey, Any of the Catwoman ones, I'll definitely come back on. We never said we review only only the good episodes. No, we did Critters, which isn't as bad, but it's still not Universally the best reviled. one. Well, the one the one to beat in terms of awfulness is Batman in My Basement, which <laughs> I, I, said, I said on the last commentary, it's like the only episode that I've never seen since I got the DVDs. And that was a long time ago. 
Yes. Is it the universal antidote? I never understood that. Like, how can an antidote be universal? What are you throwing in there? <laughs> it's penicillin. That's what it is. What are your thoughts on um, just the way the villains have come together and that it's, you know, a poker game, a card game? It's interesting because a lot of times, the I know specifically for the Batman villains, they kind of go back and forth as to whether they like each other or they don't like each other. Because mm-hmm. um, even in the 60s show, they kind of have this thing where, like, they'll work with each other, but they really personally don't like each other. <laughs> and and I, I like that idea. Like, you know, they don't, just because they're villains, they don't have to be friends. But in here, they're not taking much, many things seriously. So I kind of like that aspect too. Like where you can kind of, you know, you know kind of chill out and like hide from Batman and says, yeah, I nearly killed him. You know, let's, let's compare war stories. So. Yeah. We've had a, a really good run of episodes in terms of discussion where Batman's shown in the shadows line. He's look he's looked really, uh, really intimidating and I like that shot where the door just blows open and he kind of walks out yeah penguin was the only one who got away oh that's true which is interesting here we go when i got old when i became older i i it dawned on me how disturbing this was <laughs> this actually is very <laughs> it's very much joker but it's very sick I just wonder where Joker got that portable television. His hammer space. He he's pulling things <laughs> everywhere. It's a nice touch with the uh again the black and white television. Yep. And for some reason like he knows his own theme song has has the orchestra play it. Interesting Tommy guns. Somewhere in the audience, Joker's daughter is sitting there with a nice little t-shirt on that says, Daddy's Girl. Oh, man. I was having such a good time, too. <laughs> this is also before he took over the David Letterman show years later. Mm. That's a nice line. <laughs> Half a mirror. When you realize it's like this is he's strapped in an electric chair. It's not. Yeah. It's actually. How did he get there? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, because he says he just ran into him. So you wonder how that event. Yeah, he's got. He got the job on him. This reminds me. This sort of foreshadows the whole um, wild cards. Well, the wild cards and just the way they set that up. That he, had, oh, yeah. he was doing a show the entire time. That was that was even like darker. I remember like especially like yeah. the way the ending like he was kind of turning all the audience members. That's a nice line. <laughs> yeah, I like I like yeah, I I really like this lot. And I mentioned uh we mentioned previously how just how good Mark Hamill is as the Joker and mm-hmm. when you when you have him playing the Joker and Paul Dini writing the Joker, I think it's just like the perfect uh combination of, you know, mania, murderous mania and just, you know, gleeful mirth. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, otherwise I'll kill Batman. But I know, right? <laughs> that is that is that is sick right there. That's 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 villainy. <laughs> it's a good plan though. Like that's a pretty diabolical plan. 
my gosh. Look at that giant phone book. I know. It's a really zany plot, but like it's the, the results are really Oh man. <laughs> Batman's like frying and they're just cracking up. I feel like he'd be crying out in actual sheer pain right now. Not just groaning. Yeah, gritting his teeth. Like yeah, I'm imagining like like Sin City like levels of pain. Catwoman. So question is though, how she found them there? Well, I guess she was probably maybe tuning in, watching she, on the TV. I should have been watching with Holly. Yeah. At home. That's that's a. I, I like with when, Holly. Yeah. I like when a uh, Joker like tries to get people to still laugh later on. Have you seen um, uh, sketches of Bruce Timm's later design for Catwoman that are not like the the the, the new adventures design? I have not. He uh, it's basically this costume, but it's all black. But she still has like her normal eyes. Mm-hmm. That would look pretty cool. Cause he said that he he liked uh, he enjoyed the Batman Returns design, but he didn't like the stitches, so he kind of like took them out when he redesigned the character, and then he redesigned her again. But by that time, the show was off. <laughs> They're still watching the television. Do you think that like the the villains tend to interact with each other more now than uh, they did maybe when this episode first aired in the comics? I mean, oh, in the comics, um, <laughs> it's a nice shot of Harley. <laughs> I I don't think so. it seems like now a new like they each have their own. They each have their own deals and, and what they want to accomplish. And even when, if you read uh, Two-Face's issue, like when he first saw Scarecrow, like he was ready to kill him. Bane is ready to kill Scarecrow. It seems like everyone is against them. No, like Scare- and, and Joker, during that death of the family, he was, like he had to forcibly get Penguin to work with him. So it doesn't really seem like they're, they're buddy-buddy. There may be some situations like uh, Pamela and and Clayface, which I really liked, but she had again that was a forcible thing because she had been sending him letters with some of her uh, venom and well it wasn't venom but some of that stuff involved. Yes, this one oh, of my yeah. favorite scenes is when like the yeah when the shade moves and like you see it the shadow and the shadow shows. It goes back and forth, and you see Croc. And, yeah, that is my favorite shot. <laughs> That's I, awesome. It's just so awesome. <laughs> it doesn't actually make any sense. Have you heard the commentary of this episode? You probably have. I think so, yeah. It's been a while, though. As I say, I actually say that, like, uh, someone that you and I have both talked to, Glenn Murakami, uh, put that into the script as he was storyboarding this episode. Look at this. And that's a nice choice that everybody there is a cop. Yeah. And there you have Bullock and Gordon. That's pretty cool. And I'm also a fan of Batman disguising himself. Yeah. So I think that, cuz that's a classic, you know, detective, you know. It's not yes. just um what's that guy's name? Something. Dick Tracy? Mal- oh, no. Matches Malone. Yeah, Matches Malone. But yeah, he does all sorts of things. Oh my gosh. I guess this is pre-Harley Selena friendship. As I said, this is this is years before. Think, <laughs> when they got sirens. together, like when they were finding friends, you think Catwoman said, "Hey Harley, remember that time you almost got me through a meat grinder?" And she slapped her across the head. <laughs> and Paul Dini wrote, started on that series as well, so like that's that's an interesting turn. 
I like it when Harley's like trying to be threatening. <laughs> and just to make sure you don't follow me. That's a really look at that. <laughs> She'll be grinded to bits. <laughs> Batman's particularly violent to Harley in, by the end of this. Good foresight, guy. <laughs> Convenient for uh, Catwoman. This like, also reminds me of the uh, hey, Piggy Piggy episode where Wonder Woman oh, yes. was a pig because wasn't she like about to be sliced and diced too? And she's all tied up and stuff. This I think this little pig from Justice League where uh, yeah. Cersei turned Diana into a pig. Yep. I love that shot. And a lot of times we talk about Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy, but I think all the voices are perfect for the characters. Like Andrea Barbro's Catwoman is perfect. See, nowadays it would just cut to Catwoman uh, number one from New 52, but not in 1992. Oh! <laughs> Let's not ruin that scene. No. I think it's such a good scene, though. Very nice. Yes. That's a nice shot of her, like, like uh, against the moon. So, yeah. And it's, I mean, it shows, like, the playful manner of them and, mm -hmm. you know, the, I think they have a good relationship at that point. And she doesn't know, I think, that Bruce is Batman. Not that she ever finds out in the, in the anime yeah. series. One thing that I, 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 I had notice of is that, like, most of the time Catwoman was sort of, like, an anti-hero who never was really, I'm not saying she's ever evil, but, like, you know, she always, like, kind of, like, ended up teaming up with Batman, which I suppose, you know, happens in the comics as well. <laughs> But in this series, like they don't, you know, he's he's not saying like you know I'm, I'm arresting you because she didn't do anything. She helped. She saved his life. So yeah, yep. And but. I guess does he know that she is uh, Selena Kyle at this point? I don't know. I don't remember that. I know that like the, the Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle have met, but I'm not sure yeah. if they know who. Each, was she ever arrested? I mean, was her? I, I know eventually they they do because in the Nightwing episode he sees her as Batman when yeah. she's Selena. But uh, she has like a trial and everything and. He checks up on her. I remember. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not, maybe up to the, at that point, but maybe later on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether uh, Catwoman's identity was public at this because I don't. I don't believe when she first appeared, she was ever caught. But maybe later on. <laughs> Clearly, we must watch this, a lot more episodes to figure out what's going on in this series. I guess. So. Yeah, a lot more episodes with Catwoman for sure. Indeed. Yeah, and we didn't get to see Isis, her black cat. I always liked him. Or her, uh, her. As a very minor character. Or her uh, secretary, wasn't it named Maven? Oh, <laughs> gosh, yeah. I never understood that relationship. I almost wondered, like, is Maven the sort of um, Peppermint Patty and Marcy sort of thing? <laughs> she, well, you know how people, like, insinuate that Marcy is gay because she follows Peppermint Patty around well, and follows yes, her sir. sir? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, who's this Maven? I mean, they could just be, you know, BFFs. I just wondered about this Maven woman. Well, one thing was like always like because she was always dressed very business like. Uh -huh. What was Selena Kyle's job that like she needed to dress up in a suit to always hang out with her? <laughs> but it yeah. was, alas, it was never explained. But maybe we'll get to that in another commentary. Only time will tell. So that was uh, almost got him another episode in Batman the Animated Series. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up for this commentary? Hmm. I don't know. I think you know after this, just watch it again without us talking and uh yeah just just look at all the awesome stuff that goes on i think it's just 
it's wonderful. I don't know. I can't say anything more than that. It's my favorite, and I just think it's awesome. It was worse than I remember, but uh, no, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was. Uh, it's. It's. It is one of those episodes you just throw on, kick back, and watch because it's very fun. It's very simple. The animation is gorgeous, and just like all the uh, voice actors are at the top of their game. There's not, you know, some episodes are, are better than others, but like there really has is. I would say the the wide majority of Batman the animated series is just you know just top to bottom, uh, gloriousness. <laughs> yep. So uh, you can find uh, more commentaries on the Batman Universe commentaries feed at thebatmanuniverse.net, as well as other podcasts, including Batgirl to Oracle, the Batman Universe podcast, the Batman Universe comic cast, and the Batfans podcast. So for this episode, this is Donovan. And this is Stella. And you've been watching Batman the Animated Series with the Batman Universe commentaries. We'll see you guys next episode. Yes, next time will probably be Tiger Tiger, you watch. With me, anyways. <laughs> you and you alone. No, I like that episode. Maybe we'll uh, do, do a commentary on then. Thanks for coming after me. I owed you. Well, I'd like to think our relationship isn't just restricted to saving each other from freaks and weirdos. And that maybe we'd have a place for each other without Gotham. Without the freaks. Maybe without masks. Maybe. Almost got him.